You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Rob. Michael. We have a great guest today. Who's our guest? I always say that, but I mean, I don't always say that, but I'm, I really mean it this time. You always say that you really mean it. I, I think I think we have great guests every every show, and uh, this one in particular, Karen Gillan from all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, uh, Jumanji. Uh, she's been in tons of things, and we have an affinity. Both of us share an affinity for horror movies. We had some great conversations about horror. She's a huge Shining fan. Uh, we talked about her, just her goofiness, and just making little videos and recordings as a kid, and just being one of those creative minds and she uh she just directed a movie it was really a delight to talk to her she's just a really fun dynamic beautiful person inside and out mm-hmm. um, she has a cool accent too she's a great accent mm-hmm. and by the way guys we just want to give a throw out uh our new store with our mugs and our t-shirts is available a lot of people have been asking about uh, the inside of you merchandise and now we can get it rob where do they get it yeah just go to our website inside of you com. Yeah, and check it out. Uh, I think you'll really dig the stuff. And uh, and that's about it. Let's get inside of Karen Gillen. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Karen Gillen, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you today. Of course. That's what we say to everybody. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> you thought that was like an ongoing, you didn't think that was like a per- perverted thing I would just throw out there randomly, well, right? had you not been sitting in front of a sign that says inside of you, I may have been a little more alarmed than <laughs> Can you say that again with your Scottish accent? Inside of you? Inside of you? Is that good? <laughs> Wait, try again. Inside of you? You went a little to Ireland. Okay, so I, like, here's what I learned when I was in college- it wasn't a, you know, it was a great, great college, Western Kentucky University. You didn't oh. have to have a high GPA to get in. Okay. Someone like me got in there, so how smart do you have to be? Is oh, that what you were thinking? Oh, come on, don't sell yourself short. Well, I did already. can be deceiving. <laughs> well, we had a dialects course, and so we had to do oh. Scottish and Irish. Right. And we didn't, I don't, I feel like we didn't work on them long enough. Yeah, the Scottish one is particularly difficult. Most people sound like fat bastard from Austin Powers. So right. at least you didn't go down that road. That's true. So what I remember is there's a thing called the lilt. The lilt. It's on the top of your mouth. And when you're throwing it forward, so is that's more Irish, right? When you're speaking, when you're throwing it. You do sound a little Irish right. there. And, yeah. But in the back of your throat is more when you're speaking Scottish. Is that right? Yeah. Everything's like. Right. So do you hate when Americans do that? No, because I'm really annoying and I'll always pretend to do an American accent for no apparent reason. Well, I'm when I'm it. around America, when I'm. <laughs> no, I'm too embarrassed. No, you can do it. <laughs> You can do it. Wait, I'm going to say inside of you in American. Ready? Yep. Inside of you. That's really good. <laughs> well, you know, I watched that movie Oculus. I've watched a lot. You're, you never have an accent. Oh, I don't no, remember yeah, you having I'm an Ameri- accent. I'm American in that. You're American in that. It was, it was, it was, uh, no, no one would ever think, oh my God, she's Scottish. Well, that's good coming from an American. Thank you. I, I'm telling you the truth. That one was a great crash course in American because I had to do a 10 minute monologue. Um, oh, that's right. I so remember I may that. have covered like most words in, in the dictionary. Are you a quick learn? Can you look at yeah. something and just like know it? Um, I practice so much in a sort of OCD fashion that um, it becomes muscle memory by the time I'm doing it. How hard do you work? To learn it? Let's say you have, do you learn the scene the night before or do you like to learn it a week in advance? 
I learn it a few days before, so I'm not just cramming all the work in at the last minute. Um, and by the time I get to set in the morning, I don't even look at the script and makeup or anything like that because I've gone over it so many times. That's how I am. It's oh. OCD. I definitely do that. Yes. And I get scared because I don't want to come to set and not have it down. Same. I don't want to do that to myself. It's um, I see people really panic in the moment sometimes. And I just, I'm like, why are you putting yourself through that? Just do the hard work before and then you just get to relax on the but day. But what if they just throw new lines at you? Have you ever had that on oh, the yeah. day of? All the time. Do you, do you shit your pants? Not oh, at all, that's no. That's a saying. That's a saying. You don't actually shit your pants. But I don't know no. if they say that in Scottish. Do they say that in um, Scotland? <sighs> they just shit your pants. I mean, maybe shite. Shite your pants. Yeah, that sounds pretty Scottish. Is this uh, saying Irish or Scottish? You're a sheep stealing hooran bastard. <laughs> that sounds pretty Scottish. <laughs> That's Scottish. Is that something you would say? Sheep stealing? Sheep stealing. Sheep stealing? Yeah. Have you... <laughs> hooran bastard? Hooran. Like a, a whore? Like a whore. Is that what... I, someone said yeah. that once and I, I didn't understand them. And yeah, I we it. call whores whores. Whores. Have you ever called someone a whore? I haven't. Have you ever been called a whore? No, I've heard a boy call a girl a whore in school once. He was like, you're a cheeky wee whore. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear you talk all day in this accent. It would have been a real disappointment if you came here and you're like, I'm preparing for something. So, so I'm, I'm going to speak in an American accent. Yeah. Do you do every accent? Like yeah. if I throw one at you. Oh, God. Okay. Go uh, Japanese. Oh, God. No. <laughs> well, you said you could do anything. Konnichiwa. Riki desu Bako asshole. That's really good. What the hell? I don't really know what I said. I said something like, how you doing, but it uh, sounded asshole or something. I don't know. Real. Really? Can you do German? A German accent? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. Is that it? Yeah. I always remember things. I'm not great with learning lines, but I always can hear someone's voice and kind of look at like mm -hmm. this guy in Germany. You know, when I met him, I met this guy. He picked me up in his car and he's like, Guten Morgen, Mr. Rosenbaum. And I go, oh, how do I say I crap my pants in German? He's like, Michael, why do you want to know that? So <laughs> I forced him into teaching me these words like, ich habe in der Hosen gemacht. And, oh, and, and that the, means? It means I, I, I made in my pants. That's the second time ich that habe? you said that in this podcast. Have I? Well, yeah, I feel like we're talking a lot about shitting. Well, no, I didn't. No, that was before we rolled, right, Rob? No, you were talking about shitting. Oh, God. Also. You're supposed to have my back. By the way, Karen, that's Rob. Hi, he's, Rob. Uh, my producer. He's 28. He has a kid. I'm 29. He's, uh, he's 29 married. 29 with a child. Can you believe it? That's incredible. You're, Thanks. You, you don't ask a woman her age, but do you want to have children? Of course. I'm 30. And of course. Yeah, I need some little ginger children running around. <laughs> Don't you want some ginger children? Oh, definitely. It's going to be hilarious. Would you be a good mom? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I feel like I would definitely be good at playing with the kids, would, like being one of them. Would the kids like horror movies? Would they be forced to watch horror movies? Yeah, they're going to be watching The Exorcist. Maybe that's how I'm going to start them off. Well, we met at a convention. Yeah. And they did a panel, right? Mm hmm And I had heard about you through James Gunn, who directed Guardians, and I heard about you right. through Sean and like a few people, and they're like, she's just lovely and Aww. great and so funny. And, you know, I didn't know you. And then you started talking immediately about what a horror movie fan you are. And I, yeah. I had never really met you. I didn't know you, really. Mm hmm And no. I was, that was the coolest thing someone could say, is when they love horror movies. Great. Yeah. Horror movies are the best. Why did you get in horror movies? I don't know. I feel like those were the first films that I ever really got into in my life. I loved all the sort of 90s um, process of elimination teen slasher movies. Like what? 
I know what you did last summer. Still know what you did last summer. I just interviewed Jennifer Love Hewitt. What? Yeah, she was on did the podcast. Did she sit where I'm sitting? She sat right there and we cried together. She was so emotional in an awesome way. What? She cried? Oh, look, on this show, sometimes people connect in a way. Like, wow. I, I, I Look, I hope I don't make you cry today. I'm feeling like I want to cry now. Well, if you could top that cry, it was a pretty good, very cathartic moment between two human beings oh my god it was just like you know life sometimes kicks you in the ass and yeah you know you're younger than me you right. just nodded like yeah I'm, I'm aware of this i'm looking at you no i, I no no it's fine um she was in i know what you did last summer yeah and brilliant. i did a movie right after that called urban legend so we, we followed yeah. on scream and we were like the third of those movies that came out so Great. we weren't the first but they were fun they right? were amazing the joys want to be in one of those yeah, I wanted to wander around a corridor and, and look scared and be like, you know, and, and jump at things. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's really selling it. Yeah, big aspirations here. But no, I wanted to. And then I got to do it um, in this film, Oculus. Yeah. Um, and that Which was my I really first. Liked. I really liked that movie. Thanks. I did because it was, I wasn't expecting much. Right. You know, it was Oculus. I didn't know. You know, you just don't, I don't, look, I think you do this too. There's so many horror movies. There's so many movies that yeah. you don't have high expectations when you go into a movie. Uh, no, I mean, not always. It depends on, on what the filmmaker has done before, obviously. That's true, and I hadn't seen any of his movies. Well, no, no, because it was one of his first. There you go. And then I saw the the style, the way he moved the camera. Mm. The story was complex. The characters were complex. Yeah, he's and, great. And you talk about that monologue. I remember you had like a – how many pages was that? Oh, I don't know how many pages it was, but it was 10 minutes. So maybe like 13 pages or something. Did you mess up on the first take? You know what? I went so crazy with it that I was able to get through the whole thing from start to finish. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done as an actor because it was there was no emotional logic to really help you remember it. It was just dates and names, which is just the hardest to, to memorize. But I just went mental with it and broke my brain and couldn't memorize it. Were you like scared to do it? Yeah, I think that was what drove me to work so hard to memorize it. It was born out of fear. And did you say to the director, the first thing I would say if I saw this monologue is you're not changing any of this, right? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, Could you imagine if you got that goes, hey, we changed a few things around. There's just no way. No. You'd say fuck off. Yeah, essentially. I mean, I mean <laughs> you'd try maybe, but like to do it. But um, but no, he told me that he needed me to get through it from start to finish. Oh, my God. In a one hour, which you'd never know from the edit, but it was a good exercise. And you did it on the first take. Pretty much. I must have been able to. Maybe we broke up a little, but I was able to definitely get through it. Do you go to your trailer and go, fuck yeah, you're awesome. You did it. Um, Do you ever give yourself that kind of uh, applause? Uh, I don't know. Maybe um, if I'm happy with something when I'm watching it, when it's on screen and it's finished, I'll be like, yeah, or never do that again. So yeah, you are you very hard on yourself? Is it more looks than acting or do you not care about what you look like? Oh, um, well, no, I mean, I'm sure when I first started to see myself on screen, I was like, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? What were I don't you thinking? Know. Uh, when I first, <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I think everybody has that experience when they hear their voice on an answer phone or something. And they're like, do I really sound like that? I had that with my face. <laughs> you had that with your face? Yeah. What didn't you like about your face? It's a nice face. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know. I think it just hadn't, I hadn't really seen it in that environment before. From those angles. Rob, how do you feel when you look at your face in the morning? <laughs> I feel, feel fine. I feel okay with it. You always feel fine about everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe you have some dark secret. Maybe. Do you remember Evil Dead 2? You do, right? No. You didn't see the movie Evil Dead 2 with no, Bruce Campbell? I haven't. 
There's a thing where he looks in the mirror and he goes, you're fine. You're fine. And then his reflection chokes him. It comes out of the mirror and goes, you just chopped your girlfriend up in a million pieces. Does that sound fine? <gasps> so good. You don't remember? You, you have to see that movie. Uh, You're a to, horror movie. Yeah, no, I do need to see that But one. Rob's always, I envy Rob. I think I harass him and I fuck with him because he does. he's so <laughs> mild-mannered. He's so even-keeled. He's so, you know, it wasn't until the Jennifer Love Hewitt episode where I realized he's got a little sadness. Oh my God, Rob, what's up? Well, I said to Jennifer, I said, she said she doesn't love herself. And I was like, oh my God. And that's how it started. I go, well, you know, I don't think I love myself. I have moments of like, and then I go, Rob, and it took him a while. I go, do you love yourself? And he just goes, no. (gasps) And it almost made me cry. I thought for sure this guy fucking loves himself. Guys, why don't you love yourselves? Well, you love yourself. Yeah. Why do you love yourself? I feel pretty like, um, like I have a like self-worth, you know? Probably because of my upbringing. I think it always goes back to that. <laughs> I think it always goes back to that. That's yeah. a good point. So talk to me about Iverness. Inverness. Inverness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can't, I, I don't know. It was close. It, why, why did I mess that up? Um, because it's a random Scottish town that you shouldn't even know about. I, I should guess. know about. But some there's Inverness is... Yeah, I grew up in a town next to an Inverness in Illinois. <gasps> what? Yeah. Well, yes, there's one in America as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was it like growing up there? Um, it's kind of like a small rural place to grow up. I grew up next to Loch Ness, um, of Loch Ness monster fame. Um, did you ever go looking for, yeah, Lake Loch Ness? Did you ever go looking for the, uh, yeah. you did as a kid? Oh yeah. You believe, you, did your parents try to make you believe that this was real? Um, I don't know if they tried, but it was just one of those things, like a childhood sort of myth that you grow up believing and then have that day when you go, oh, it's not real, is it? There's not enough uh, fish in this body of water for it to live for one day. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. But also, I don't want to ruin the tourism industry there. So yeah, no, it's totally real. Is it beautiful? <laughs> Is it beautiful there? It's so beautiful. Yeah, the landscapes, everything. Um, yeah, I miss that a lot. Yeah, I've never been to Scotland. I want to go to Scotland. I've been to you Ireland. Go. What do they film in Scotland? Outlander. Outlander. What else? Um, what else do they? Or big movies they shot, there. Uh, train spotting. Train spotting. Legendary. Braveheart. Oh yeah, Braveheart. Freedom. All right, so your parents were cool. Yeah. Are they still together? Yeah, they're still together. See, I my parents were together, but they shouldn't have been necessarily together. They were a oh, very dysfunctional yes. okay. family. Rob's parents are still together. Oh, that's why he's fine. That's why he's fine. <laughs> but so were they loving? Was your dad the kind of guy that said, Kevin, I love you? <laughs> or was he was, was he was he a kind of real tough Scotsman? Well, actually, he's English. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I really banged that one up, didn't I? <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, no, he was a very nice Englishman. Um, he's alive. Yeah, he's yeah, alive. Okay, I honestly he was, he was. don't know why I used the past tense there. Yeah, yeah. It scared me like, for a second. It scared me for a second. Yeah, I thought I you were like, going to start crying. Why are you talking? <laughs> so he, he was just very supportive. Like, what was growing up like? You know, he was just incredibly supportive and so was my mother. Like, you know, I remember, you know, because I'm from a place where like becoming an actor doesn't sound very plausible. It's not like growing up in Los Angeles where it's like, oh, yeah, you could do that for a career. It's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? So um, I remember um, sitting with my father and uh, looking at the TV screen and I was like, how do I get in there? (laughs) Um, (laughs) How do I get in the TV? (laughs) Yeah. Like I just wanted to like claim in and join in the fun. And, um, and then he, you know, he always tells that story, but they never shut it down. You know, they were always like, yeah, climb in there, do it. Like do whatever you want with your life. So how old, how old were you when you started doing stuff or like asking to do stuff? 
You know, there's this movie called Loch Ness um, starring <laughs> Ted Danson about the Loch Ness monster. Right. Um, and they started to do auditions when I was about like seven or something um, in Inverness looking for a little seven-year-old red-headed girl. Come and on. I was like, oh my God, I'm that girl. But I'm too scared to audition. So I didn't go. You would have got it. Maybe. What could have changed your life? You Don't you think it's all about fate, destiny? It's like the things you do. Do you believe in that stuff? Oh, definitely. Yeah. But you didn't do it. I didn't. That's the one and only time in my life where I think I've like chickened out from something that I'm scared of. I think I learned a valuable lesson from that. Yeah, but you don't chicken out. Like, do you ever... Have you ever chickened out for an audition or something? You're like, I just can't do this. Um, not since then. Not since that. Not moment. because I hated. I hated the way it made me feel afterwards. How did you feel? I felt like disappointed in myself. At how old you were? Seven. Yeah, something you like that. You were disappointed in yourself at seven. Yeah, because I was like, why didn't you face that? You know, you have to face your fears, and so I've made a point of doing that ever since. Really? So nothing gets in your way. If you never allow fear to get in your way. Well, it does all the time, but then ultimately you have to just do it anyway. I mean, I feel scared all the time, and then you just have to power through. Did you? Was your were your mom and dad normal? I mean, were they? <laughs> I mean, because you're so you're so normal. I mean, although you you like some dark shit, yeah. you know, you like the horror, you directed horror. We could talk about that. But like, mm. did your mom have any anxiety? Was she uh, was she a yeller? Was she calm? She is a rowdy Scottish woman, so big temper. Shouts a lot, laughs a lot, everything's quite... Drinks a lot? Loves a good drink. Yeah. What does she drink? Vodka. Like straight? No. I mean, she'll dilute <laughs> it with a mixer. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what like, Americans think? They're like, Scott, Scottish people, they just drink straight drink it liquor. straight. No, no, she doesn't do that. Does your dad drink? Not really. No. Not a big drinker. So not a lot of dysfunction, not a lot of... Um, well, no, they have a fair amount of arguments for sure still to this day, but they sort of think they say that that's why they are still together. Because they're passionate still. Yeah, I think when you get when there's a lot of fighting and then they sort of don't care about each other so much um, anymore and then the fighting stops, that's when you're in the dangerous territory. (laughs) I think you're right. Now, do you remember your mom? Was she like, how would she yell at you when you were younger? Just loudly. Like what? Give me a give me a Mrs. Gillen sort of. Karen. Wow, that's uh, the way you said Karen was like elongated. Yeah, say like it again. Long. How's it? Karen. Karen. Oh my God, you're taking me back. Rob, try it. <laughs> Do it, Rob. Try it. Karen. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my God, too, you, you enunciated too much. I mean, no, 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 Cat, Cat, having a full breakdown at hearing this. <laughs> this is this is interesting. So she, but your her voice would scare you. But she was never one that gave you a smack, was she? No, yeah. no, they okay. were um, they were great. I mean, they definitely, obviously, disciplined me as I think a lot of children benefit from. But um, nothing crazy. Were you a troublemaker? No, not really. Um, I push the boundaries as much as every other kid does, I think, when you're testing to see how far you can push people. Um, so I probably did that. But no, I was um, I was an only child, so I would just shut myself in my room and and do a lot of stuff on my own. What was you do? Oh, God. <laughs> Were you a drawer? Did you draw a lot? No, I had this karaoke machine and you could record, um, like you could record onto cassette tapes. So I would just record myself talking and doing different accents and singing into this thing and i have just like so many tapes you still have those tapes yeah like give me an example of something you might have said you know it's weird i need to listen to them again but i, I was just talking i was pretending to be in situations acting i guess 
you, so you played different roles in these things. You were like, it was fantasy. You were like creating this, these worlds for yourself. And I did it all day, every day. It was insane. So you were destined to be an actor. I think so. I definitely destined to be something creative. Would you share these tapes with your parents? Would I share, like at the time? The tapes, yeah. No. Like, hey, mom. No, no. Listen to this. No, it was Oh, my God, she needs therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Karen! You need to see your therapist! Right? I mean, that's, you know, I, I used to do shit like that. I used to videotape everything. Yes! You know, and This was, was before I had a video camera. So when I got a video camera, I graduated to visuals as well. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synalytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synalytic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried quiacinolytic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And... You just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Quiacinolytic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of you is brought to you by Factor. I love Factor meals, Ryan. Do you know this? Yes. Why do you know this? Because I've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some. And you've had them. And I've had them. And you love them. I do. Because I asked you every time. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. It's two minutes to cook this stuff. You always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon. 
um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle, and I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um, yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian-approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. And when was the first time you acted? Acted in, in like, something. You did something and you faced your fear that you didn't face when you were you didn't audition for that little that bit part on Loch Ness. And you said, Karen. <laughs> it was no bit part. <laughs> it was a big it part. It was a big role. Right. But you passed it up. And I so passed it up. what was the next th- thing that came along that you didn't pass up? I think I maybe did a little performance. Oh my God. I'm now remembering what I did. In primary school, which is before high school, I um, did wrote this play called scream the musical which was based on scream you wrote yeah and a i prefer- play a musical a musical called scream the musical yeah how old 10 10 oh my god i don't think i knew how to write i couldn't do a cursive f at 10 oh my god that i mean it was just an obsession with scream and the opportunity to perform somewhere so you you wrote songs yeah because I, well i played the piano since i was seven so um oh i was pretty god. musical so like I was right. Write these songs. They were so bad, though. Come on, let me hear it. Let me hear some. At least the lyrics. Honestly, okay. There's. This is the word. <laughs> this is great stuff. This is the stuff that I want to know. Ready? Yeah. Cl- right. No, you need to turn away. All right. Close right. your eyes, Rob. Scream! Bum bum scream! Bum bum scream is good and wild. <laughs> I really did not expect to laugh right away. <laughs> Scream, scream is good and wild. wild. And you wrote these lyrics. <laughs> Believe it or not. But you're 10 years old. This is like, this is amazing. How long is this? Was this musical? <laughs> I don't know. It was maybe about 10 minutes or something. And that's how it all started. That's, with that's scream where it the all began. Yeah, I guess so. And then what? You just fell in love with it? I got to keep doing this. I got to yeah. keep... Oh, yeah. I loved they it They couldn't so stop much. you. They couldn't slow you down. Oh, yeah. Not after that. Um, and so I then what did I do? I just started um, auditioning for things in my high school, but I wouldn't get them. Why not? Because I think I was really shy as well as wanting to be an actress. I was incredibly shy. So that was a little bit of a contradiction, I think. Were you popular? No. Were you always tall? Yeah. So, so at first, guys don't like the tall girls. Not at all. And then... All of a sudden, when they get older, they're like, oh my gosh, tall's the best. It's definitely better being tall as an older person. But I grew up in a time when maybe the ideal person to look like was Britney Spears. Who was 5'6". Who was 5'6", tanned, blonde. 
and I looked like a long <laughs> string of white spaghetti. With... I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I still do. Well, you're just tall. You're thin. You're a redhead. You're um, yeah. You're you're white. <laughs> well, you're lucky. You probably stay out of the sun, so you have less chance of getting skin cancer. That is one plus. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. No, it's um, it's bad to be out in the sun too much. I wasn't Definitely. picking my nose just then. I was scratching it. You looked at me like I was picking it, but I wasn't. <laughs> I don't, you did, hey, right? I don't, I don't judge. Do you do? You don't pick your nose. You're not a nose. You know picker. what? Sometimes, if there's something in there, yes, I will get it. Do you, but you're not a public picker. No. Now you seem like you're very much a classy lady, <clears throat> but you have a goofy side because I've seen videos of you dancing like crazy, and so I think that you just like to let loose, and I think yeah. you always have, right? Yeah. Now, my question is, is it hard to let loose now that you've, you're number 24 on the star meter? <laughs> Am I number 24? We checked today. Rob cool. checked it out. 24. Well, that... I'll never be 24. Hey, you don't know that. If I get around 1,200, I'm very happy. Okay, but this system is flawed because you could be involved in the biggest controversy of your career and be at number one. That's true, but you're not in any controversies. You're doing movies like Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, 3, Infinity Wars, Jumanji, Jumanji. I mean, it's just endless. You're number 24 for a reason. If I was 24, somebody would be like, did Rosenbaum die today? Oh, no. He hit number 24. <laughs> he must have died. I wouldn't even be number one. Oh, I would be like, Rosenbaum's dead. He hit 24. God bless him. He finally nailed No, no. I don't. It's not about numbers. It's not about – see, it's not about – it's about loving yourself. It's not loving yourself because you're number 24. I have a feeling if you're 2400, you'd probably still love yourself. Maybe a little less. Yeah, maybe. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what number are you, Michael? Uh, I don't even. Did you look it up? I, I probably uh, around, I don't know, 3000. <laughs> but do you think it's hard now that you're a big celebrity to be as goofy and like all these things that you want to be? Um, I haven't really felt any restrictions in that respect. I feel like I've remained pretty, I mean, consistent. Do people recognize you? Not that much. How often? Because you had a lot of makeup in, in Guardians of the Galaxy and well, all the Infinity yeah. War, so you're unrecognizable, really. Yeah, so um, it's rare that people will be like, oh my god, it's Nebula. <laughs> but Jumanji... Um, Jumanji, yeah, has probably given me a little more recognition. Do you like that? Do you like recognition? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I do like to kind of sink into the background because I'm sort of an introverted person, naturally, I would say. Um, but there is something nice about people enjoying what you do, and it does feel like you're progressing uh, in some way if somebody recognizes that. Right. So it's a double-edged sword, really. And so you're doing – so you're getting to high school. You're starting to do plays and things? Yeah. And where did you go to high school? Inverness. Inverness. But then you went to Conti, Italia? What oh, it? that's a drama school in London. That's where you went after? Yeah, so and it was your, a university. And your parents were – was it hard to get into that? Pretty hard. I mean, it wasn't one of the top, top drama schools in London, uh, but they would take me under the legal age. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go. <laughs> Did you look that number up? Yeah, you need IMDb. You need IMDb <laughs> I have it. To see it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So you you're go the top 5,000. Well, oh, hey. I mean, I knew that. I mean, if, if I get up to 5,000, I'll just, you know, have to get another job. I have to, you know, keep myself at a certain. What's uh, your certain... IMDb login? I don't know. Just leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone, Rob. Um, <laughs> But, like, I knew, here's the thing, when I was in college, when I made that decision to be an actor, it may sound egotistical, that mm -hmm. was a pick, I picked my nose that time, but when, <laughs> I, when I said I'm going to New York, I remember going, I'm going to make it, 
I'm good enough. I know it. It sounded cocky. I remember being cocky. Yeah. Going, I'm gonna do I'm gonna make it. I just know I have it. Did yeah. you go did you have that thought? Um yeah, I definitely had like enough self belief, which I think is a huge ingredient um in most people that do sort of get there essentially um but yeah no i didn't doubt myself it's not in an egotistical way at all i was just like i'm a very hard worker and i think i have what it takes to achieve this nothing scares you you'll do any project uh yeah within reason like i mean it has to be good in my opinion so is there one thing you wouldn't do like i don't think i would do nudity oh um yeah i would yeah i would yeah, oh, you changed your mind really quickly. Well, on that. I thought about it. It's like, you know, I can't lie. If like somebody goes, Soderbergh or, or Spielberg yeah. goes, yeah, Michael, you'll be naked in this scene. I'd probably say, yeah. Would you Would you do that? It depends on the project and if it's gratuitous or not. But yeah, I mean, I'm from Scotland and I've watched a lot of European cinema, so it doesn't seem that shocking to me. Yeah, but would you shave your head? Um, I know. Yes. You did. You did. That's what we have in common. We both shaved our head. I shaved for seven years. Oh, and- yeah. Yeah, your character was bald. Yeah, I was bald. Do you do you have to shave? Even though I know that you did in the first one. Did every movie they have to shave you, or can they just the first movie? And that's it. And then they gave me more hair with each movie, which I am eternally grateful for. Right? Yes. Because that takes months and months to get hair. You can't really work, right? Unless you wear wigs. Well, I mean, they made a wig out of my own hair for me um, as a gift. Um, Was it nice? It's one of the best made wigs ever. It was made on in the Star Wars workshop when they were making The Force Awakens. Really? Yeah, so they made my they took every strand of hair and placed it into this wig for me and I still have it. I should have brought it. You could have put it on. I would have loved to have put it on. Oh. I've worn wigs before. Have you? Yeah, many. Yeah, I'm very comfortable. Like you used to do, you know, you'd do things like in the tape recorder and, and tape yourself doing stupid things. I would do that, but I'd also like you know, wear wigs and pretend I'm someone or play yeah. characters and make little movies with my family. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Did you ever do a little movie with your family? Oh, or- totally. Yeah. I made this horror movie um, where I murdered my father. A therapist would have a field day with this, but we had a very healthy relationship. He was just the person I wanted to cast. Um, and fully just killed him with a knife. I did too. What? I killed... I had my bro. No, wait, I had my brother kill everybody in the movie. Interesting. My brother was the, it was called The Killer Nerd. And he was just kill- he killed his mom. He killed my grandma. He killed my mom. Oh, my dad, wow. my mom, Yeah, and then he killed me. And my grandma is laughing while she's dead, but I didn't have enough tape left. <laughs> so you could see her going. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm like, do you, you still can't. have it? Yeah, it's horrible. <gasps> you got to do a screening. I, I, I want to edit it. I want to actually do it, make it as good as you can with music, like score yeah. it, and like really put it together. It's terrible. You should make a trailer of it as well. The killer nerd. I think it's a great In premise. In a world. Yeah, maybe you should do the same thing with your yours. Yeah, I don't remember what mine was called. I wore a blonde wig and I would go out at night and murder people. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever say, Karen? 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 Why did you? Why do you do these like horror things and scary things? Is something we did? What was it as a young youngster that you? Did they ever ask you that? Um, no, actually. Really? Weirdly. Yeah, no, and, and everything that I tried to create is really dark and disturbing, and no one's ever brought it up. <laughs> well, I saw Conventional, the short you did. Oh, yeah. That's the one where you go to the conventions, and you kind of sell your soul, and it's yeah. that's dark shit. I know. You are dark. But the thing is, I don't set out to be dark. <laughs> it's not as if I'm like, let's make something really dark. I'm like, let's just tell a story, and it always comes out like that. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. But don't you think there's part of you that wants to shock people or surprise people? 
That is not the reason I'm doing that at all. No, it's not that calculated. You got just upset with me just now. <laughs> I didn't. Even if I draw something, it's like the scariest thing you'll ever see. Really? You draw scary things? I mean, I don't draw, but even if I did draw something, right. you'd be like, Ugh, you know? Yeah. It's weird. So you kind of like write things, not for that, but just because it comes to you and you go, oh, this would be really cool. This would be yeah. cool. And it's the stuff that I would like to watch as well, you know? Yeah. Like I like to watch darker things. And you just directed a movie. Yeah. Your first feature. Mm-hmm. And were you the lead in it? I was. Directing and acting yeah. is a very interesting experience. I did that. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's, it's, I honestly wanted to kill myself. It was just too much. It was in every scene. How do you do it? I, I just, you're one of those people that I look at. I'm like, I don't want to be you because I couldn't be you. Because you have a certain amount of energy and you're so busy all the time and you're doing so much that I'm like, I, I couldn't do it. I can't do that much. I have to do one thing at a time. If it's oh, a series and I'm doing a series, I can't mold it. You fly to Atlanta to do this and then you go pickups to do that and you're doing this movie here and you're prepping for this. Your mind may just work for that. Well, it depends on like, um, you know, the best way for your brain to function is to not multitask. So you might be doing it right. I think. Do you get tired? All the time. I'm like one of those children that run around like, ah, and then I like crash and I'm like, I can't even move. Has that ever happened to you while you're working? You're on set and yeah. you're like, I can't do this. And I'm I have to always do sleeping in my, in my chair. Can you just fall asleep at, like that? Not really, but I'll have to like rest my eyes sometimes. Yeah. Do you ever medicate yourself? No. <laughs> I didn't mean it was funny, but you know, like sometimes I'll take a half of Xanax to go to sleep. Oh, see, I actually don't take any medication for Zero. Anything. You're 1527. 1527. What? IMDb Pro. 1527's not like... Oh, I mean, hey. I mean, that's, bl- that's it's better than I thought it was. Right. Not, there not we 24. go. Um, so no medications, nothing to sleep. What about those nights where you're thinking of the next day? It's the first day. You have a big shoot, all this big scenes, and you're like, I have to sleep, and I can't because I'm so excited. Um, I go to work having not slept. You've done that. Oh, my God. When I've played Nebula, I've done so many days with zero hours of sleep. Zero. Yeah, because sometimes I have to get up at like two or three in the morning and you're just not usually on that sleep pattern, you know? That's true. So I'll just lie there and I'll be like, please go to sleep. But um, no, I just go to work and I just get through it. I'd rather just get through it than start taking all the medications. You meditate? No. (laughs) Do you work out? Yes. What do you do? Um, Pump the weights. Really? Yep. You do what's called flies? Yeah. You do flies? I'll do a fly, yeah. You do, do push-ups? Um, push-ups, like press-ups. Uh, on, like, the... the Ground. The other version. Push-ups? The... <laughs> no, yeah. No, the one where you, like, go on your knees. Because oh, yeah. you can't do, like, the What do they call one. those? They used to call them girls' push-ups, but you yeah, can't... I was going to say that, but, but, but you can't politically No, correct. but you can't say that anymore. So <gasps> no. I'm saying that that's not what they're called. But they used to call them girls' push-ups till about two... Right. Uh, Two months ago. The, the modified push-ups. Let's call <laughs> yeah, it that. The modified push-ups. What are you writing, Rob? I'm looking up what, what they call them. <laughs> I thought he was editing, saying, well, edit that moment. <laughs> that sounds chauvinistic. No, I was just being... Um, yeah, yeah, so you like to do, you do cardio? I don't do a lot of cardio. Well, I you're thin. Like, like, you don't need it. No, I want to, like, build the muscle. So you want to... Yeah, you're like me. It's like, you don't have a high metabolism, so I want to build my muscle. But I've had surgeries and stuff. You haven't had any kind of surgeries or ailments or anything. No, not yet. Nothing. Nothing yet. I'm Good sure. for you. Knock on wood. Hit something. The, the frame behind you. There we go. That was more of a tap. <laughs> uh, so with all this success, 
Is it hard to say no? Do your agents kind of just like say, hey, there's this great opportunity? And did they ever say, hey, it's too much? Or you oh, say, it's too much. Are you taking much. on so much? Um, like, yeah. When is it too much? I think like, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I say no all the time. Like, I'm not the type of person that needs to take every opportunity that comes my way. I'm really selective. Do they try to convince you sometimes because it's a lot of money? Um, to like, yeah, and... Not really, actually. They seem to be generally on the same page as me. Really? I'm trying to think of even a time when we've disagreed on something. I can't think of one. I, I'm going to ask this, but I, I, I guarantee I know the answer. Mm. You're going to say, never. Is that a good one? <laughs> it was pretty I, good, yeah. I think you're going to say never. Do you, now that you've become a big star... Has anyone ever asked you for money? Family. Oh, to like borrow money? Family. I need money. You're making millions. I need your money. I need some help. No, not family, but friends, yes. And what do you say? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, what's the most money you've given someone? I can't tell you that. <laughs> tell me, was it over 100000 No, God, no. Oh, well then, oh, no. you're not an idiot like me. What? I have. No, you've yeah, not given someone sure. over 100000 oh, Did you say 300000 100000 Oh, 100000 yeah. What? Because I hope this uh, was for a good reason. You know, it's a, like, like, look, I'm like, what's the word? And besides idiot, if that's what you're both thinking. <laughs> um, no, the word is naive. naive. Um, I give in. I feel badly right. I, when someone's in trouble and i get taken advantage of okay so maybe you're just an empathetic person. yeah but it's, I'm, it's stupid because you know my my friend he's an actor dax you know dax he's a good buddy and i remember him saying we had this conversation i don't know what to do and he's like well you know buddy i had a you know this person uh, my friend asked me for some money and uh i said yeah i'll give you the money I just want you to know the issue. He's like, what's that? He goes, things are going to be different. Things are going to change. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, there's no way to go around it. If I give you money, you're going to always be thinking he gave me money. Mm -hmm. And I'm always going to be thinking I gave him money. Or I think he's thinking that I gave him money. And it just makes the dynamic and the the friendship, it just alters it in some way that makes it different, not as special And when you borrow money. I'll be yeah. at family or friends or whatever. And, yeah. I, and I think there's truth to that. I think there's always a weirdness and there's a, yeah. a resentment. I think that there's definitely a shift in power dynamic because that person then owes you something and you did that person a favor. And so it's slightly off kilter, maybe. But like, to be honest with my friend, it's just hasn't made a blind bit of difference. And she took the money and started a business. And how's the business doing? Great. It's thriving. Are you on the board? No. Do you own part of it? No, it's your money. I don't care. You don't care. You just want to see her happy. I just want her to, yeah, have the opportunity to show her talents to the world. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. You're a genuine person. Thanks. <laughs> <Do> you, thanks. <laughs> I love it. Do you think you're the kind of person that if you stop being busy for a second, like if you just said, oh, I'm going to take a year off, mm. you'd go insane? Yeah. I would just start writing something, writing a script. Really? Yeah. Because you have to be doing something at all times. I just have this weird thing. Yeah, I think there's some drive in me that comes from something. So like, you know, I may be coming across as an incredibly stable person so far, but like there's definitely a drive within me that's seeking to medicate something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's probably my weird flaw. So 
Is that hard for like relationships? You've been in relationships. Yeah. Is it hard to be in relationships when you're always working? I mean, that's why you hear about all these divorces and all these things because somebody's on this set, somebody's on this set. I mean, how hard is it to have a stable life? I mean, I'm asking you because you're you're way busier than I, I think I've ever been. Yeah, it's really difficult. The long distance thing is really difficult. I mean, you're just not present in each other's lives for so much of the time. So what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> do you try to make I it like, think... I, like, I'll see you every other week and we have to see each other at least every other weekend? Um, I mean, I've never really had a sort of a formula for that. But I do think maybe a two-week rule or something is, is quite healthy. Right. To remember what each other, you know, smells like and looks like. Yeah. I guess it's easier when you don't see each other to just say, hey, let's just, this isn't working. Because you don't see them <laughs> well, <laughs> like a three weeks or four weeks. Yeah. Is it easier? It's easier to... To break up. Because it's like almost like you're, there's so much separation. It's not like you're living with someone. It's not like you're constantly with someone. Have you ever lived with someone? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's easier to break. I don't know. It's, um, I think there's just more of a reason to break up rather than making it easier. I think they're always horrible. What's the biggest like game changer, the biggest thing that like for you is important in a relationship? Making each other laugh. Number one, right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, well, I think like if you really are going to stay together forever, and that is my view on marriage because of my parents, unless you shouldn't be together, in which case I totally support divorce. I would say like love probably comes and goes and attraction certainly fades and you just need to make each other laugh at the end of the day. Isn't that something? So that's why it's amazing Rob and his wife have been together so long. (laughs) How is there a lot of fun in there? Is there a lot of comedy? Yeah. Do you laugh a lot? Mm -hmm. What do you laugh about, Rob? Uh, I don't know anything specifically jokes. <laughs> this, this is what I have to deal with. This is what I have to deal with. Jokes. <laughs> we laugh at our baby. Oh, that's okay. good. Okay, no, it is. It is. Yeah. You have a good sense of humor. I think that's true. I think you do have a good sense of humor. Does she, she has make you sense. laugh? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, see that? yeah. Sometimes. What's that? Oh. <laughs> what do you think's funny, Karen? What do I find funny? What do you find funny? I'm finding your deadpan delivery of everything very funny at the moment. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I, I think he is, uh, that's what, but what happens is in the beginning, I would just say, I want you to have a microphone. He's like, uh, okay. Yeah. And so it started being funny, but now he's definitely getting real comfortable. Yeah. Which, which interjections is, are, are, you guys are a good double act. We're going to go on the road, Karen. You should. Yeah, yeah. So what makes you, what makes you laugh? What's funny to you? Oh, when God. people trip and fall? Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> That's the funniest thing in the world. And I, I tend to laugh before I know if they're hurt or not. Oh, no. I mean, I it depends. On who, if it's an old person, I'm not laughing at that. I'm more worried about <laughs> that them. That just made me laugh. Oh, my you, God. You just sang an old person well, falling made me laugh. No. Is that wrong? Yes. You're a terrible you person. See, my grandpa, hearing an old man fart when he doesn't know he's farting, that's funny to me. Like, <laughs> you know, my grandma Rose used to wake up. I used to hear the blast of my grandfather. And uh, she would she would just yell out, Lou, control yourself. And I would just be as a little nine year old laughing in my bed hysterically like, oh, my God, my grandfather farted and my grandmother yelled at him for it. This is awesome. This is life. You know what That's I mean? a good one. Yeah. Do your parents fart? My dad will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dad will fart sometimes for sure. Does he um, just say, hey, did you, Karen, did you hear that? Did you hear no, that? No, he's just, they're they're quiet, actually. Um, they just kind of slip out. Yeah, I don't but like, like um, slow, like No, like, ones. like, yeah, sneaky ones. ones stealth farts. <laughs> sneaky. Yeah, but no, the, he burps. This is the new family game. And by the way, they are 
in Los Angeles at the moment. So this game is happening all the time, every day. What's the game? So the game is, he would... He likes a burp. That's what makes him laugh. Sure. So, Who but then he changed it into this word like "ay" while he burps, and then it turned into there was like a hand gesture that goes with it, and so now we all do it, and it's just it's getting more and more extreme, and yeah. it's becoming that's oh my god, you nailed it. Was that it? That was so good. You don't know how to make yourself burp? No. So mine are just fake. Like "ay." No, it's easy. You just inhale air. You're like <laughs> "yeah." I can't do it. I only hang out with your dad. You should. He sounds awesome. But he like he likes so he likes that stuff. He likes guys that are a little bit vulgar sometimes. I mean, he's yeah, he's a boy. He's a boy. Yeah. But you don't. You're not a burper. Are you one that will like if you have to burp on set, you just burp really loud and they're like, oh my I god. I don't. I don't. You don't. You're not a burper. No. No. See, I told you, you're a classy woman. I don't know about that. What do you mean you don't know about that? I mean, <laughs> who was the first star you worked with? The first one that made you a little starstruck. Oh, I don't know. I don't really get starstruck over actors. You know? Really? Yeah. Musicians? Probably more so, or like, maybe now directors. Like, what director Like, did you get nervous over? <laughs> Recently, I met James Cameron. Oh, my gosh. Why'd but you didn't know him? who he was. No, no, he was just at this social thing. He said, hi, this is Karen uh, Gillen. This is uh, James Cameron. You're well, no, introduced. I was trying to him for ages. Like, do you work in the industry? <laughs> you didn't know it was him? <laughs> no. oh, and then God. I was like, oh, you're brilliant. Yeah, right. I mean, I didn't say that. I was trying to play it cool. But like that, I was a little amazed by that. Do you ever look at people and go, they're brilliant, but you could tell they're not happy? Oh, yeah. I think there's a ton of people like that. I see that a lot of people, they, they work all the time. They're, you know, and they have to keep busy and they're, they're big stars. And they're, but I just go, you know, again, I don't want to, I don't, I, I think it's important to just, like you said, like you've loved yourself. Your parents taught you how to love yourself. They loved you. Yeah. And and you learned to love yourself. And so learning to love yourself and then becoming an adult yeah. and then working is a very – it's a healthier thing, obviously. Yeah. What you don't want to do is not love yourself and then try to, you know, have this career in order to develop love for yourself. It's like you need admiration. You need people to say, oh, you're great. And if yeah. that's all you're getting, that's not real. No, and it's all temporary as well. And attaching your worth to anything temporary is just a recipe for disaster. That's true. You could be number one on this star meter, but you're not going to be number one forever. Yeah, you'll be number 24. And then you'll be number 1560. And 1527. Where does, where's the cutoff? Like how? I think there's like 30,000. Like you could be like the, the, the third backup gaffer on Mannequin 2. From 1986. Really? And you're probably at 380,000. <gasps> Interesting. Right? Mm. I want to follow that guy around. You should. I want to see how happy he is at 350,000. Why don't you have that bring that guy idea? on the po podcast? Hey, I, you're on here. You're 352,000. That thousandth, <laughs> I couldn't say it, on the, po on the uh, IMDb meter. Yeah. He's like, what the hell's that? I don't care. I just wanted to talk to you. I want to see how happy you are. I want yeah. to see what you're doing. Do you think that would be interesting? I do. And if he doesn't know what it is, that's probably pretty healthy too. It probably is. I yeah. think that people are looking at their numbers. It's You know, I heard some so a lot of uh, producers and directors will go on IMDb Pro and mm -hmm. they'll say, oh, she's number 24. Let's bring her in. Let's what? Yeah. They'll really? base the number. No. I know a big director, actor, producer that I can't say because I love like his work. Yeah. And I know that he used to do it because my editor that edited my movie said that he would go, what number are they? 
Wow. That's really interesting. That's kind of scary, isn't it? It's got to be based on talent. Well, oh, no, I mean, the whole industry is based on numbers in a lot of these money making movies. I mean, if you look at like sales numbers and foreign sales and everything, I mean, having experienced that because I recently directed, I was hearing all about these sales numbers and I'm thinking they don't add up or make any sense. So tell me about the horror movie. You know, it's actually not a horror movie. It's not? I didn't make a horror movie for my first feature. It's a thriller, though. mm, No, it's just like an indie drama. What's it about? About a girl dealing with the suicide of her best friend. So, yes, still in the dark territory. Dark, dark. Um, A girl called Lucy. And uh, she grew. she's in Scotland, in Inverness. And um, it's one year on after the suicide of her best friend. And she can't really connect with anyone. So all of her angst is coming out in some pretty self-destructive ways. Wow. Is it a good ending? I mean, I'm go- I can't tell you that. Well, I mean, do you like the ending? Oh, I like <laughs> it very much, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and what was the budget on this movie? Are you, allowed, you should probably shouldn't say, right? I mean, I shouldn't, but I will say budget. that it was a low budget movie. Yeah, definitely. and it was one of the most difficult things you'd have you'd ever have to tackle in your life. Probably because it was the first film I ever directed. I acted in it at the same time, which is just severe multitasking um, and frustrating more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was really, really intense, but it wasn't quite as stressful as everybody made out it was going to be. Everyone was like, "You're not going to sleep." And these directors I've worked with, I you know, I haven't slept for a year because I've been working on all of yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, I slept really well. It's amazing. <laughs> it. You're so lucky. You're, you're, I mean, you're dialed in. You don't need any drugs. You don't you sleep or your, your logic is sleep or don't sleep. Tell me about Doctor Who. How was your experience with that? Amazing. One of the best experiences of my life. R- R- do you know Doctor Who, Rob? I know Doctor Who is, yeah. Have you ever seen the show? I have not. It's one of these shows that I remember going to a convention and I go, God, why is that line so big? Oh, they're here to see the people from Doctor Who. Yeah, you don't know Doctor Who? And they, they looked at me like I was an idiot. There was such a, a huge following of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many doctors have there been now? Um, 13, I think we're 14? on, yeah, 13. Is that right? 13th is a female. Isn't that great? It's so good. Fuck yeah. About time. And you were on how many episodes? I don't know if I, how many episodes I was on. But I was on it for three years. You played Pond? Yes. A character called Amy Pond. Amy Pond? Yeah. <laughs> I just said Pond. <laughs> so you were Pond? Uh, Amy Pond? What an idiot. 36 episodes. 36 episodes. Oh, 36. Jeez. Now that's a show probably that didn't pay a lot, right? Just a fun show to do. Um. Well, we don't... I mean, the money in the UK is nowhere near what you're used to in this country. <laughs> I'll put it that way. That's true, right? And you I kind mean, of just do it for the game. art. You just kind of like, hey, I want to do that. It's a cool show. Well, I mean, I was 21, so I thought I was rich. <laughs> it's nothing compared to what people are on in, in this country, I would say. Did you think Jumanji was going to be that big of a hit? Yeah, I had a lot of belief in it. Yeah? I think I thought it was going to be one of those that people use the word actually a lot when they describe it. Like, it was actually really good. I think people do that. Yeah. They do. <laughs> they do that, you know, and I haven't had a chance to see it, but people go on about it and they're doing a sequel. Yes. You're really doing that. You've already signed on for the sequel. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, nothing's in concrete yet. Oh, so you didn't even negotiate. I don't know yet um, what's happening, but I do know that they're probably going to make another one. Oh, so you don't even know if you're in it or not yet. I mean, I think I probably will be, but I don't know for sure. You just can't say too much. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know for sure. No. <laughs> I'm, she, I'm looking at you. She's looking at her face. It's like she's just giving me that lying look. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't. You don't have to tell me. Um, Guardians three. Yeah. Have you heard you're in it? I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> you think? 
Well, actually, I haven't heard a lot about that one, but I'm, I, I assume so. Yeah. Also, I feel like if I talk too much about this, it's going to give away the next Avengers movie. Yeah, because you were just in Infinity War. And there's another movie next year. Right, that they filmed simultaneously, or as you say, simultaneously. Yes. Vitaminly. Vitamins. Yes. Um, is that hard to do, like, back-to-back, like, sort of movies at the same time? Or are they just kind of, are they really good with the direction, and this is what you're doing, and this is the idea, and this is... Everything's so well thought out that you don't feel lost as an actor. Like, what am I doing? Um, well, there was an element of not quite knowing how your your scenes were going to fit into the overall context because um, they didn't give us a script on Avengers. So um, we kind of just had to surrender to that experience and get our sides in the morning. So I couldn't do my crazy preparation. <laughs> um, and then we just shot them and we will just watch the films and see how it all comes together. And were you with all the actors a lot of days where you're all together kind of like... Yeah. Was it crazy? Yes. And that was the first time you'd ever worked with all those guys. Yeah. And who and was the was... coolest? The one that you remember going, oh my God, I love this person. I want to hang out with them on set. Mark Ruffalo is pretty funny. He seems like the nicest freaking guy. Yeah, he's way more childlike in personality than I expected. More he's childish like a... than me? I don't know about that. Oh, uh, yeah. You're both pretty childlike. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just kind of like a cheeky, cheeky child. Yeah? Yeah, like running around full of mischief. Really? Yeah. I like that. Who was the most serious on set? Nice, but just, you know, more serious, more to themselves. It might have been me. God, come on. I know. It's, you know why? Because, like, um, maybe I hadn't slept. Really? (laughs) Or, um, yeah, maybe. Like, I remember feeling really tired. They're all laughing. They're on set, and you're just, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to do my thing and go to the. You don't care. I'm around all these really famous people. That doesn't, you don't care about actors. Well, I do. I mean, it is cool to see all of those people together in one room, but then you're with them for 15 hours a day. So that wears uh, off pretty quickly. It's like, oh yeah, how much more can I hear from Scarlett Johansson? Well, she was amazing. Yeah, I, I really dug her. Is she fun? Yeah, just cool, like a cool chick. <laughs> she was. Cool. Uh, Everybody's cool. There was no, what's the guy, the Iron Man guy? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he was amazing. He was fun? Well, he was great because he he makes everybody be sociable. So he, you know, hosts these lunches where we would all go and socialize with each other instead of going back to our trailers. Um, and he would give us delicious food from his chef. And so we were all really happy about that. Really? The Iron Man, the Iron Chef, just cooking for everybody. Yep. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you loved it. It was a great experience. It was a great experience. So far, yeah. your life sounds pretty damn good. I mean, I'm also the, I'm achingly positive about everything. So it might just be the way I'm describing everything. What makes you cry? I mean, many things. I cry all the time. Do you? Yeah, but like I'll cry at like, you know, adverts or TV shows. Adverts? Or commercials. Oh, is that what they call them? Adverts? Yeah. Okay. Um, Or like even things that are good, like positive things I'll cry on. Really? You just get happy? I think I'm like that, like too. A happy I think tear? If something happens, I'll cry. If my grandfather who has Alzheimer's, if we're on a oh. FaceTime, and he'll go, Mike, you know, I remember. And he tells me something, and oh. we just we just have a moment. That that will make me cry. That will yeah. fill my tears up with joy. Like, like, oh, a... like he still remembers my name. Things like that. That's lovely. You yeah. know? That, that would definitely. I, if I watched that, I would cry. Do you that. ever cry to your mom and go, like, "I'm so tired, I can't do this anymore"? Oh yeah, all the time. You do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's one of my meltdowns. But she has them too, so we both have sporadic meltdowns because we're tired. 
And you know it's from fatigue. It's happened enough times to now I know what's causing it, which is fatigue for sure. Because I'm very able to cope with things when I'm well rested. Very unable to cope with things when I haven't had a lot of sleep. All right, quickly. We talk about horror movies. We love, we both love horror movies. Mm. You're a huge Shining fan. Do you know everything about The Shining? I don't know everything. I'm going to ask you some questions. Oh, God. Okay. What was the room? Two, three, seven. Yes. Yes. What was the African-American man's character's name? Hal, is this someone that, yep. Halloran? Ha- Mr. Hallerman. Is it Hallerman? The Shining. I think that we're, we're we get, you get points for that. Okay. Hallerman. Um, who directed The Shining? Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> right. Um, who dies first in the movie? Who dies first? The first death? Mm-hmm. Isn't it Hallerman? It was Hallerman. Hallerman. And what was above his bed as he's watching TV? A picture of a woman naked. Naked. Yeah. Yes. And what did he call Danny? He called him something and he's like, well, I'm surprised I heard you call him that, but did you hear us call him that? Because we haven't called him that in a while, but that's what we call him. Mr. Hallerman. Remember, he goes, remember they're in the uh, the, the freezer? I said, we got steaks. Yeah, we got like, this. Dude. He goes, I don't remember. Doc. Doc, that's Doc. it. Damn it. And what was his finger? What was his name? His inside Tony. show. Tony. And what did he say when he when he when he wrote that word backwards? Red rum. Right, red rum. And what was it backwards? Murder. That's right. Yeah. You see, you're nailing it. I'm having a celebratory sip of coffee. Do you remember in the panel? I made you do a Jack Nicholson <laughs> <impression>. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> you were like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> is that your favorite movie of all time? Yeah. It is. Did you watch the behind the scenes? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Stanley Kubrick's daughter. It's so good. Yeah, I love that. Um, You know, apparently I found out that they built all of the interior of the hotel and the maze outside on stages in London. Isn't that crazy? Because he just didn't want to travel, did he? Who do you want to work for? What director? Dead or alive? Would you have loved to work for (laughs) him? Who would you like to work? Right. Stanley Kubrick. Oh, my God. I love him so much. Have you seen everything? 2001? Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything. Um. I watched Paths of Glory recently to get right back to the beginning. I've seen it all. I Clockwork think. Orange. Yeah, that's in my top three. 2001, A Clockwork Orange and The Shining sometimes alternate for the top spot. Yeah, that's probably my favorite movie. What other horror movies? Horror movies. Exorcist, you said. Exorcist, amazing. Right. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby is good. I'd say The Exorcist is probably the scariest movie of all time. That and The Shining. The Whoa. first time I was a kid. The Exorcist is just so horrifyingly brutally mm-hmm. real like and you see this young girl playing this role and they made the room like 33 degrees when they were actually filming it was actually torturing against the law what they were doing why did they it do was, that they did it to get a performance and to make her you know the and even though it was i guess borderline you know uh legal yeah i guess in a way but it's, it's so scary to watch these scenes with her and the way she was thrown around and like doing all those yeah, things. Yeah, very violent. But the scariest the scene in The Exorcist is when she the the priest is talking to her mm-hmm. and the the demon comes out and and all of a sudden the drawer opens. Mm-hmm. It just opens up and he goes, "You did that, didn't you?" Oh. And he goes, uh. <laughs> "Remember?" And he goes, "Do it again." And he goes, "In time." He goes, "No, do it now." In time. And I just I remember. I remember that just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, right. <laughs> just that <laughs> recreation. Um, um, no, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. All right, we're gonna do just a couple questions from fans. Yay! You know, because I don't even look at these questions. That's how great I am. Oh, cool. PJ Woolman says, "Can you ask her to sing some traditional Gaelic songs?" 
Okay. Minne mere ilje vik, kunja vere gungo, kunja vere kota gets klok as a vugo. What'd you say? I don't know. I don't speak Gaelic. <laughs> wow. I thought Gaelic was uh, uh, Irish. Is it Irish and uh, Scottish? Gaelic and Gaelic are different. So Gaelic's Irish. Yeah. Gaelic is Scottish. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. How does she hope her character Ruby Roundhouse in Jumanji will be portrayed in the sequel since in, in this one it was a shy teenage girl? Maybe a 57-year-old male lawyer. <laughs> Interesting. Favorite, um, <laughs> that was uh, Ariel, uh, Ariel J93. SK Person would love to know Karen's favorite onset memory of Doctor Who. Uh, working with Matt and Arthur was pretty spectacular. They're two of my best friends. Don't have any brothers, but I now know what it feels like to have really annoying brothers. And they're pranks. They're silly, silly pranks on me. I could be your annoying brother. Great. Go on then. Mark Ruffalo and I. Emily Sudal, I always like hearing about how long Guardians cast were in hair and makeup. Well, you're cruel, Emily. I'm sure she wants to, she was there for a good hour. She thinks an hour. You an hour? <laughs> yeah, how dare you? It takes an hour just for normal makeup. I'm getting ready for about four hours. How do you mentally prepare for four hours of makeup? I just do it. Just Music? It. Or do you zone out? I've been listening to some Alfred Hitchcock interviews with Truffaut. Really? Yeah, so me and the boys have been getting into that. Who is in longer? Steve Agee, Sullivan, uh, Sully. Uh, who is in makeup longer? Rooker. You were probably the longest. I think I'm the longest, yeah. You're four hours. Yeah, me and Zoe Saldana take the same amount of time. And Bautista, all day. Bautista, they have somehow, even though I feel like he has the most makeup on him, um, he is quicker than, than us. Really? Yeah, they have a really quick system. But you know how he gets it off? How? I don't think any man wants to end his day like this. They get He gets into a sauna with five men in their little shorts and they steam it off of him. <laughs> Actually, that sounds great. Um, wow. And by the way, Dave's going to be on the podcast. He is? He is. You can Bautista's ask him all about it. Then. I'm going to ask him all about it. In fact, yeah. I'm going to come. I'm going to do the podcast. Rob and I are going to heat the room up really high. Yes. I'm going to be in little shorts. Do that because he's going to, yeah, he, he's going to freak he's out. He's the nicest guy. You know what he did? I was at a convention in D.C. And uh, I only met him a couple times, but we hit it off. And it was just funny guy. I just liked him. Mm-hmm. He's a likable guy. Yes. And uh, one of the handlers came over to me and said, hey, Michael, um, Dave Bautista would like to say hello to you. And I go. No, he's probably talking about Michael Rooker. They're closer because they work together all the time. He goes, right. no, no. He specifically said it's Rosenbaum. And I go, really? What? So I walked over and he's like, <laughs> hey, dude, I'm sorry. I've been, I'm working right now. And I just, I knew you were here. And I didn't know when you were leaving. I just want to say, hey, and it was good. You know, I mean, it was so sweet. It's just yes. like, no one does that. Oh yeah. He definitely goes out of his way. He's what a lovable, good guy. Yeah. He's one of the most gentle people I've ever encountered, which is such a funny contrast with his, you know. And so funny. Hilarious. The yeah. character. Yes. It's genius. Mm-hmm. Don't you wish you were, Nebula was a little funnier? Well, I find Nebula You are hilarious. funny because you're so serious. Well, this is it. That's why, yeah, that's why it works. Yeah, I think she takes herself really seriously. So I find that funny, you know, when someone's really serious. Yeah, and the way you tilt your head sometimes when you're just like... Oh, yeah. Angry. It's kind of comedic because you're trying to understand Zoe's character, which is, what's her character's name? Gamora. Gamora. Rob, are you breathing heavy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Yeah, you heard it. Karen heard it. You're like listening to us going. <sighs> 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 oh my God. 
It's all red face. Wait, what time is it? Can I know I... you got to go. We no, no, go. no. That's not why it's I'm 3:30. saying that. It's three thirty. It's an hour and a half here. No, I please do not think that's why I was asking the time. The reason I was asking the time is because I'm not allowed caffeine after three o'clock, and I've been pounding my coffee. That's okay if you go to half an hour or over. Do you think? Who said that? Me. I placed a rule on myself. You, do you go to therapy? No. Have you ever gone to therapy? Not really. Well, then you can drink your fucking coffee because you're not a therapist. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, how about this? How about you go till this this is over? Okay. And you throw it away. Yeah. That's it. I'm in no rush, guys. No, I don't think you were. All. This is it's, it's fun, right? Yeah, I'm having a really good time. Yeah, it's an easy kind of you just all over the place kind of fun thing. Just having a good chat. You know what I've learned so far about you today is you don't need medication to sleep. You don't need medication to do anything. You don't get headaches. You stress. You freak out to your mom. She freaks out to you. It's cathartic. You cry at anything. Yeah. Um, happy, sad. Um, your your dad loves belching. Uh, you find him <laughs> to be funny. Uh, you know, uh, you since you were a kid, you were creative. You wanted to be creative, but you've never. You're just not a crazy person. You like to keep busy, but you will go crazy if you don't keep busy. Yeah. You don't get uh, starstruck from. Excuse me. From, from nice one. Thank you. You don't get starstruck from like uh, from <laughs> actors, musicians, maybe directors. Um, yeah. James Gunn. How is James Gunn to work with? Amazing. I love working with James so much. He's just such a brilliant person and director. You're very good friends with him. Yeah. So you know this. Um, but like in terms of just being a director, like I didn't, you know, I, I got the role of Nebula and then I come onto set for the first day of filming and I have this whole character worked out. And I'm like, oh my God, how's that going to go over? Um, and I had like all of these things that I'd come up with. And then he just came up to me after the first take and said, why don't you just play it like Marilyn Monroe? And it created the entire character with one sentence. And it was completely different to what I was doing. And that's why he's brilliant. Wow. That's some insightful shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, within one sentence. And I'm like, that's a director. He did something like that with me once when he was directing me. He said, really? Just pretend you're a good actor <laughs> or just try to be better um he told me i think i'm gonna be in the next one i mean that's what he said that's and exciting. i gave him the podcast they said hey well here's what i said are we you know is stallone coming back he's like well i had him in the end credits why wouldn't i have him back i don't put people in the end credits and i go yeah but i was in the end credits too and he goes yeah that's not gonna happen no, but he was kidding. He was like, of course, I wouldn't have put you in the end credits and everything. So I go, so I don't know if it's Guardians or whatever, but uh, we're waiting here. So well, knows? that it could be fun. exciting. Yeah, it's fun. I had dots on my head. They did CGI. Oh, you were mocap. Yeah, so they put, it's my body and my everything, but it's my, uh, he, they put dots on my face. And then to, you wore the helmet with a camera? Nope, I didn't oh, do the camera. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. to do that. Maybe for the next one, but I don't know. But it was yeah. a good time. I was only on set for like a couple of weeks and, you know, it was great. It was just a really quick light fun set we just really yeah. had a good time i just really appreciated it so. i feel like he hires only nice people yeah yeah i i feel like he i don't know if it's i'd love to ask him if he does that consciously or not but there are no assholes on set i That's feel like good. he has a secret no asshole policy i think sometimes someone surprises you you try to cast all good people and then someone's like oh my god what a pain in the ass they were by the way i know some people who are a pain in the ass that you worked with oh my god just in general i can't say it right now I'm I can't. I, he, 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 he killed me. He's like he told me. He's like he's like this person was a pain in the ass. I'm not sure necessarily there on Guardians. I'm saying in his movie in, career of all yeah. the movies he's done. Oh well, yeah. He's, he's dealt with some. He's dealt with some people. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you seem you're normal. You're a fun person. <laughs> you're really bright. You're goofy. You're down to earth. Even though you're 24 <laughs> in the star meter. Um, <laughs> as if I was your therapist, I would say you really don't need me. 
Thank you. All I would say is give yourself some free time. Learn to be alone a little bit mm-hmm. because one day you'll probably be a little bit alone. That's actually something I'm very good at because I'm an only child. So you are being good. I have difficulty giving my time to people. <laughs> so you like to just be by yourself. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I just meant like because we were talking before and you said something like, you know, you don't like if you, if you didn't work for a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just meant like for long periods of time. I see. But, but who yeah. should be alone long periods of time, right? I guess not. If anything, I need to work on on that. (laughs) Can you vacation? Can you go to a vacation? Can you take a vacation and enjoy it? Or do you read? And I got to look at this script. Can you just put everything away and fuck off for one week? I haven't done that in a while. Usually my vacations are work-based. Like, oh, go to this film festival. No, if it's anybody who can teach you how to fuck off, it's me. I know how to fuck off. Oh, my God. I'm the best fuck off ever. What's the top tip? The top tip is just like... You said top tip? Yeah. (laughs) Um, The top tip is just honestly... One day go, hey, I'm off for a month. I, agents, don't even call me for anything. I'm oh. doing I'm doing this and go to like uh, Hawaii or Cancun for like a week and just mm. with, with a friend or two and just yeah. enjoy it and sit in the sun or maybe get an umbrella because of your Yeah, I'll get a parasol. Yeah, and just do nothing. Maybe go snorkeling, do whatever. Yeah. Just, let, just enjoy yourself. You know what? I'm going to do that. You've inspired me. Yeah. Go to an amusement park. I, I have friends. We all go to Six Flags and oh, yeah, ride roller coasters. I've never been co- to the Six Flags. I'd take you. Rob and I would take you. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Six Flags is a blast. You go on roller coasters. You go to the Olive Garden after. You get some breadsticks, some oh, pasta. That sounds it's good. Cheap, it's a cheap Italian place. Okay. What would your therapy be for me if you had to be my therapist? Be honest, though. Don't be. Don't pretend like everything's perfect. Um, I would say you should be happy with what you've achieved. Like, you should be very proud of yourself. <laughs> why, why do you think I'm not? I don't know. Because something struck you as I'm not proud of myself. I think that you're selling yourself a bit short, maybe. Really? Is it unattractive? No. It's just something I observed. Rob, do you agree? Like, I sell myself too short? I mean, you're pretty like... self-deprecating. I think that's Maybe that's, that's what, what I'm mean. picking up on. Yeah. Yeah. You're concerned about your IMDb number? <laughs> Do you ever look at yourself and go, A, you're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> B, you're tall as fuck. <laughs> you're white as fuck. And you're gorgeous. <laughs> Three, you're fucking horrible. Look at your hair today, you old Scottish bat. Or four, fuck it. I think I've probably had moments of all of them. All of them, right? Yeah. I'm beautiful. I look like shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm the same as everybody else. I'm like, God, I look good today. Oh, God, I've never looked worse. I think that's fair. I mean, I think think we just need to enjoy the way we look, you know? (laughs) I do. (laughs) You were were so sincere and so (laughs) serious that it made me laugh. It was genuine. I just think, like, we're going to be old soon, and we're going to be like, why didn't I just have a bit of fun? And And... You know, running around feeling good about the way I look. You know? I'm I'm ending the interview there. I think that right there, you just nailed it. No, seriously. We're all going to the same place. I've said it on this podcast many times. Just live. Karen Gillen, thank you so much for allowing me to be inside of you today. Thank you. We've, we've talked about it for a long time. You're never around, but you're here and you took the time to do it. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. It's been great. It. Rob, have you enjoyed this immensely? Yeah, I have. She's Has great, been. isn't she? Mm-hmm. I'm fine. No, you're great. <gasps> Thanks. <laughs> Rob, you're married. You have a child. You have a child. You're 28. You have a child. You're too young. I love you, Rob. You know that. Karen, I love you too. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. This is great. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.